Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Is it too late now to say sorry? Because I'm missing more than just your body. Oh, is it too late now to say sorry? Yeah, I know all that I let you down. Is it too late to say sorry now? It's not too late for Carson Wentz to become a legend. Welcome to another episode of Sorry We Love Football. The show that accidentally sent its microphone to New Jersey and almost had to forfeit the podcast. I am Philadelphia Eagles fan, Daniel Hardigan. That's right, I'm back. Spirit renewed. Heart of a champion. Jesus. As always, I'm joined by a man who's finally slayed his dragon, Danny Solomon. Chiefs fan. Oh yeah, Chiefs fan. A real playoff team. Mm. Congratulations, must feel good. Lastly, a man who's a Sticks fan in the streets but a Skins fan in the sheets. Yeah, yeah. DC legend, Jamel Johnson. Did watch the Skins game naked. That's facts. Um, whatever. Good to see you guys. It Good did morning. sound just then like Sticks was the band Sticks and that's <laughs> short for the Washington Mystics. Also true. I had Sticks' greatest hits. The first car I ever had oh, no. came with Sticks' greatest hits. Come sail away? Yeah, used to knock that. Yeah. Big time. Whew. All right, let's start the show. Danny Solomon, what did you hate about watching football this week? Oh, God, so many things going on. But you know I like to think big picture, and the thing that I hated about football this week is the trauma. The, the trauma. trauma that football causes. Football, and I think I speak for the three of us at least, football has always been too important a part of my life. Like, all the other sports are boring, at least in the regular season. We can admit that. And I never really tried to develop any other interests. So it was all football. The whole narrative of the Chiefs beefing it in big games over the decades. It's not just a fun throwaway joke that you guys get to enjoy. It's my fucking life. It ruined my entire childhood. And it's turned me into a bitter adult. That is all Chiefs. It's a little bit my parents. Mostly Chiefs. And, and this week, I was watching the Pats-Chiefs game with a good friend of mine. Close friend, comedy friend. He's a casual Pats fan. Not that serious about it. He's a really good guy, and I thought maybe we'll watch the game. I invited him over. We'll have a good back and forth. We'll rib each other during the game. Instead, from the opening drive, the Patriots get a DPI call. They throw out that bum-ass trick play that they always need to throw out because their offense sucks now. And I found myself getting really fucking pissed off, <laughs> really pissed off, screaming in my friend's face about how Tom Brady fucks his son oh. and how everybody oh, no. hates his cheating, spying, ball deflating team and wants them to lose forever. And I realized later after we won the game and I cooled off <laughs> that this was this is years of trauma. That has built up over the years. It has turned me into a monster who would call his own friend, who I invited to hang out, 
a Nazi in the middle of the game. Okay. And I and, and I feel like the only thing that can fix me, that can exercise all these demons and get rid of all this trauma is if we win the Super Bowl. That's it. That is the only way to get rid of the years of trauma built up. If we win, I swear to God, I will never yell at another TV again. <laughs> but until then... I'm just I'm gonna be living with this fucking monkey on my back yeah. until those uh, until those Chiefs win it all and I, and maybe this is the year but uh, you know that's 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 really something to hate about football is what it does to our bodies our brains. I was a mess yesterday, which is gonna lead me to the thing that I hated, which is kind of right in the in a, uh, similar vein as Danny's. What I hated this week watching football, the haters. <laughs> it's seventeen to three at halftime on Monday Night Football. The snakes are slithering out from underneath their fucking rocks in the form of text messages, Twitter mm-hmm. timelines, phone calls. Getting in phone the calls. Of the game? Yeah, I'm getting mm-hmm. a halftime phone call. People are serious. Just to rub your fucking face in it. And it's not for people that you hear from uh, when things are going well. You know what I mean? What is that? Uh, what is that <laughs> instinct from another person that you've known in your life to be like, oh, you know what? Dan's probably pretty upset right now. Better reach out to him and tell him to f- suck his own dick. Or fu- he fucking sucks. Fuck his own dick off. Hey, yeah, fuck like, your dick, bro. Are you kidding me? And so I don't know what that instinct is when your phone starts buzzing, but the people were lining up to bury the your Eagles. Your dad's a hater. He was. He's on this list. Your dad's a hater number one. He's on this list. That's the phone call. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, where, where do you think the phone call came from? Can I be honest? From inside the house. See, the calls bit, are coming from inside the house. It was a little bit of a bummer that you guys won that game. I Come agree. On. See, I you totally guys are doing agree. it right now. It was a little You're bit doing of a bummer. We it right were both, now. We, didn't, we don't want you to be hurt, but like we said, you just won the Super Bowl a year and a half ago. Yeah. It's fine. So you guys losing that game would have made this show a lot more fun. Yeah. No. The now you get to crow about how you guys are still possibly going to make the playoffs. I'm saying the haters. It comes in small forms. Walking down Glendale Boulevard yesterday, right. only one fist bump and go birds. So you that's guys, haters? You guys, that's hate? That's no, I said guy. that's a small yeah. form. That's a small form because just a couple weeks ago, it was all good and we were getting fucking dozens of shout outs. But now Many, people are ashamed yes. to rep the Eagles because they squeaked one out against right. the Right, and Giants. that's the medium form, which is a coworker, like uh, somebody we, we work with here, who I go in, he's another Eagles fan, and I say, hey man, big game tonight. And he says, we should just lose out. Waving the white flag. That pissed me off. I came in hot watching this game. And then the ultimate betrayal. My own father calls me and says he's going to bed. Carson Wentz is a is an, an embarrassing idiot. There's, there's stronger language than that, but you guys can fill in the blanks. And, um, yeah, it feels good when everybody's wrong. Like, you know, this is something we've already covered, too. Being right feels good, Danny. And when you didn't give up on your team... And you didn't start hitting the panic button. I had a little faith, and it paid off. Well, we still have three more weeks of Eagles football. Yeah, One loss, and they're out. I know. Oh, and it's all coming down to week 16, which is beautiful. <clears throat> I lose that game. God damn. Jerry Jones is going to live for another 100 years. Oh, I mean, isn't I next so. week the two of you? Don't you have oh, dude, Skins yeah. Eagles? That's going to be mm, – so I can't wait. If you guys pull it out and your defense that. has been playing better, sure. we're going to have a good time in this room. Sure, sure, sure. Obviously, I think we're going to lose because I think we're always going to lose. You were at that to... game last year, right? Yeah. You were at the Skins? I was at that game. You were at Eagles at Skins? Yeah, me, and it was the worst game of football I ever watched in person. We were terrible like, in we... every phase, every moment. 
We got to save it for the segment, so. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Look, this is what I hated. It's all connected. We're a family. It's the circle of life. What I hate is winning. The concept of victory <laughs> as an entirety. What it means, what it takes, what it does to people. Then mm. he's calling his friend a fucking Nazi <laughs> to his face. Your dad's calling you a bitch yeah. on your phone? Because we need to win. Win he, what? He would have said it to my face if we were in person. See? Some imaginary <laughs> shit that don't even matter. None of us are in, affiliated with any of these organizations. But it means so fucking much. But it's so hard to win. Only one team can win. <laughs> it, well, so what? I'm supposed to feel bad? Why do I have to feel bad for Jalen Ramsey? Oh, the Jaguars are bad. He should be somewhere. Why the fuck should he be somewhere better? Yes. Why do good? Why do we have this narrative that good players need to win a championship? That's what I hate mm. the most. I think there are moments of happiness in between the heartbreak if your team inevitably doesn't win the Super Bowl. There's little victories along the way. You and can, you have to yeah. latch on to those, Jamel. You can give yourself something. You, you can, know it ain't you, enough. You guys are playing <laughs> decent defense. You, get, you can look to the future. You know, last year, I can say we got to the AFC Championship game. Yes, we lost that game to a bunch of cheating Nazi fucks. But... I felt good about that season as a whole. Did you? Because I saw I, you after that game. We had not been well. Right after, of course. I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm I'm broken in a lot of ways. But later on, in thinking about it, I realized like we had not been to the AFC Championship game since 1993. We had hosted this AFC Championship game. We won a playoff game. All those things. Monkey off the back from you know the the previous quarterbacks. Now Mahomes is in. It's a bright future. You just got to think about it that way. You got to find that little thing that says, in the future, we will win. All I'm saying is, everybody's job in suppose isn't good. And just because you're cool doesn't mean your job's supposed to be good. That's right. It is about holding on to the little victories. I worked at Lindsay Chevrolet, and it was a terrible job until I started stealing gas. <laughs> and that's what made it better. I had to build from within. Right. You Winning, just challenge yourself. How can I get off? How yeah. can I get over on this place? And, and guess what? Winning sucks. And I love you guys, but I still hate football. But I love football. And free gas. And free gas. Okay, so we saw this My Cause, My Cleats 2019 campaign that they rolled out uh, this week. We saw hundreds of NFL players showcasing causes that are important to them with custom cleats all during the Week 14 games. Jason Witten wore the Score Foundation to help end domestic violence. That's good. Dontrell Hillier to the Browns. Or cleats that said stop gun violence. Hmm. We can so also he doesn't support. care about domestic violence? No, he does not. Sure. Yeah, come on. Which dude. is a lot of his teammates. You got to fit every cause on your cleats. <laughs> yeah. you know, there were to the shoelaces. There were a few causes that I think went under the radar. And um, I think we're going to point a few of those out. I don't know if you guys saw um, Odell Beckham Jr. wore cleats for ADD awareness. Mm. Hey. Yeah, there were pictures yeah. of him himself on the cleats yawning, <laughs> uh, staring off into space. What? <laughs> Uh, there was a little clock uh, cartoon that shows that he was late to a meeting, and he's looking at the clock, Yeah, and he just doesn't care. Who did that cartoon? <laughs> I don't know who designed this, but it was awesome. Sick. It brought awareness to me. I remember being in school and uh, having to battle ADD, so thank you, Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, yeah I saw one. I saw uh, Kirk Cousins playing against the Detroit Lions. You know, a lot of people, they try to raise awareness for people to donate to, like, the American Heart Association, the American Lung Association. Kirk, though, I thought this was cool. 
He was repping the American Balls Association <laughs> to benefit people like him who were born without testicles. <laughs> and it's it was a good cause, you know. It really brings people don't talk about it enough. And, you know, I and he really showed out in that game by getting me fucking 14 fantasy points, <laughs> sinking my other fucking league and now I have nothing left. So, thank you, you sackless Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Seven points for each empty testicle sack. Yes. <laughs> you know, I saw I saw uh, coaches actually getting on the in on the action too. Whoa. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, Pete Carroll, his monarchs, right on the side of his. It was in like same color font, so you might not have saw it. But he was uh, coaching for uh, NAIA awareness. Uh, you guys might not know the National Association of Intercollegiate Athletics. Oh, the other guys. Jesus. You know. <laughs> He's not really down with the NCAA. They chased him out of L.A. and out of college football. And um, I don't know much about the NAIA, but I assume you can do steroids or whatever the fuck you want <laughs> if you go to one of those schools. I also – I don't want to cut into the flow here, but I also <laughs> – I also saw a pair of cleats that Pete Carroll – We should probably have checked with each other. But I saw Pete Carroll's other set of – because he switched Mike to halftime. He did. They and had we a all bad saw start. that. You yeah. know when a team's having a bad half, they switch to the cleats. Right. And cleats. so his second pair of cleats after those cleats were raising awareness for victims of 9-11. <laughs> uh, but in small print underneath, it says, the victims being us for not getting the truth about what really happened, Bin Laden was framed. Oh, no. So I just I had to add to that. It was a beautiful mural. though. There was a proud bald eagle, mm -hmm. and uh, you could see the towers exploding. I never understand those... Those re never forget murals that are just depictions of the exact moment that the plane hits the building. It's like, why is that need to be included? It's not necessary. That's We're not going to forget. That, I saw that on a fucking coin. There's like, they make coins with the towers on fire. It's like, you could just show the towers intact. We can yeah. remember them. Proud, as strong. They, there was like a one hour time frame where they collapsed and were on fire. The rest of all time. Or not all the time, but you know the sixties or seventies. I bought. They stood proudly. Have I shown you my nine eleven pin? I bought a pin at Union Station in D.C. It is a nine eleven memorial pin. It has the towers sort of falling apart inside of a Pentagon with a chunk out. Oh, <laughs> of the, the double dip, double dip. What about that field in in Pennsylvania? Yeah, they, they couldn't fit. The, <laughs> they tried to fit the field. That's where you flip the coin onto. Yeah, <laughs> are are these things meant to enrage us? Is that the never forget part, dude? Yeah. I mean, and it's why it pairs so perfectly with football, football and patriotic <laughs> propaganda. It's just all about pissing us off, getting us mad at something. Just that we need to stay mad so we can't revolt. Thanks. Uh, I don't know what the cause was for this one, but you guys, I don't know if you saw Eli Manning was repping the Atlantic City funeral home on his cleats. Uh, the cleats featured pics of caskets and Eli's career record, which is now dipped below 500. Wow. Eli, self-aware person. Kicking the guy when he's down. Yeah, that sucks, man. He almost buried you guys. He tried his best. There was even there was there was a whole narrative in the first half of that game like Eli's back. Yeah, I know. Uh, Jamal did call this. He was like, "You guys should be worried. He's gonna come out hot." And then he did. Yeah. We're down seventeen to three. When I dropped you off, thank God. Yeah. It's like one minute later, he threw like a fifty-yard touchdown pass. I, I couldn't have had to. You 
Yeah, you might have. I'm hit glad me. you didn't see yeah. me when that happened. Because there's a hundred percent chance I laugh. Yes. And then maybe you just swing on me. <laughs> I don't. The game know. was going poorly, obviously. <laughs> Jamel and I were driving home, listening to a, on the radio together, and uh, I was just feeling like some shit. Jesus, it was bad. Well, you know what I saw? One last. Um, Darius Geis was uh, playing on behalf of stem cell research. Mm, yeah. Good. Yeah, it's actually it was his cleats and his knee pads. He had sponsored <laughs> knee pads. Just really wants to put the word out about you know the possibilities of uh, regeneration and being healthy for once. In for his life. once, yeah. that God dude, damn. Just, he just needs to grab like a like a freshly removed fetus and just wring it out into his. Yeah, mouth. I know, man. <laughs> I turned on the moment I turned on the game. I never turn on the skins game, and a hair got up my ass because I was nude. And I said, <laughs> let me just see what's up. It's like 10-15, plus the Saints game was blacked out. Yeah. It was like either p- turn the skins on my laptop or watch a Holocaust documentary. <laughs> so I did it. And the moment I turned the game on, Dice Geis is walking into the Microsoft Surface tent. Oh, oh boy. And I knew. Where they never return. It sucks, man. But anyway, yeah, just stem cells. Please make it legal, guys. I did see one last quick one, which uh, Aaron Rodgers I thought was interesting. It said, or maybe this was a typo, boys for tots. I just thought <laughs> thought that was odd. <laughs> oh, man. A-Rod, that's, uh, thanks for do, supporting the cause. 9-11 and homophobia in this segment. Shout out to all these guys wearing these cleats. Can't wait to see what you wear next year. Great stuff. All right, let's preview the games. Uh we're going to get into this Thursday game, Jets at Ravens. Uh, we're going to do something a little differently this week. Uh, some of these games between two teams with losing records, we're just going to give one-sentence responses to. We don't need to spend time on these shithead teams this This, this podcast is clearly too long. We, we will acknowledge it, and we will even stop talking about how long it is because that's just increasing the length. length yep. of the sh- yeah, yeah. There's one exception for this, and it's uh, Skins, Eagles. Both teams do have losing records, but we're going to talk about it. One is yeah. a playoff Because one's a playoff team. Playoff team. Technicality. Playoff technicality. Okay, Jets at Ravens. Uh, you know, Lamar Jackson broke 1,000 yards rushing already this season. He's going to break Vic's record of a single-season rushing God record. Damn. It's amazing. I mean, the way that the guy's effortless. Uh, also loved his troll job of that stupid 49ers announcer who said he had advantage because his hand blended in with the football and that the Niners defenders couldn't see where he was faking it to, which is just an insane That's observation. dumb as fuck. It's like, so stupid. Oh, Lamar Jackson's got a really long, fat hand now. Where's the like football? football. looks just like a football. I, I don't like know. The, the laces going right down his hand, yeah, right in the middle. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. You know, Lamar Jackson, first black quarterback in history to have that advantage. Makes no sense. It's the last <laughs> black quarterback take left, though. <laughs> it really yeah, is. the last possible thing you could say. Why are yeah. these guys so good? Old, Fuck. Old Johnny Unitas let you know where the ball was. <laughs> uh, well, he came out wearing uh, white baggy long sleeves and white gloves. Couldn't mistake that. Lamar Jackson, salute to you. That was an awesome troll job. He also shook a dude fully out of his shorts. Yep. Oh, my God. Also took off the gloves at halftime. Yeah. So it was I mean, just... Just to rub in that fucking guy's face. Wasn't a great half for them, and then he came out, and then they just yeah. laid it on him. The Ravens are going to win by a million? A million. million and a half? Jets got to win uh, in the field goal uh, uh, fest between the Dolphins and Jets. 
It was only field goals in that game. I think maybe one touchdown for the Jets. Yeah, that was crazy. Uh, they benefited from a a booth reviewed defensive pass interference underneath one minute left. It was fourth and eighteen. Dolphins win the game. No flags on the field, and they're like, "We're gonna go to a booth review." Review that they reviewed the pass interference and then rewarded the Jets at first. And what the mm. fuck are we doing? You can't, he didn't even challenge that. Brian Flores lost his goddamn mind. Yeah. He was screaming at every ref. You can read his. He was saying that's bullshit. It's horseshit. He said every kind of shit. Um, Wombat shit. <laughs> was it pass interference? It was pass interference, but it was still just strange. Like that the. the Football gods above summoned this uh, this booth review. I believe it's actually a good thing. If you think about it, Brian Flores has the team. It's clear that they're competitive. It's clear that they're better than they should have been. But they still get the L, yeah. which is great it's better for, for draft yeah. positioning. It's the it's a win-win if you really think about it. If I'm a Dolphins fan, I, I was praying that pass interference went through. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we all like the Ravens there. Thursday night game. Weird shit does happen in these games, but hopefully Lamar Jackson just puts on a show. He breaks this record. Everybody gets to kind of take a moment to be like, whoa, this has never happened before. It's interesting because I never bank on the offense on a Thursday. Yeah, I know. Just for any team. How many yards does he need to break the record? It's like 17 yards or something like oh, that. Yeah, oh, 20, excuse me, 22 yeah. yards. That's done. That yeah. is, sounds about right. And finally, we'll get the dog drowning... <laughs> Psycho off of the record book. That was his cousin, man. That wasn't him. Did you guys see there's this petition going around? Uh, oh, signed over 200,000 signatures. Michael Vick is an honorary captain at this year's Pro Bowl. Mm. And there a ton of blowback. People don't want him to do it. First of all, why is there any interest in the Pro Bowl? Who gives a shit? Let yeah. anybody at the Pro Bowl do whatever they want. Who are these 200,000 people? There's no way it's actually 200,000 people. I don't know. Those... It's like the same white lady 200,000 yeah. times. Fake names. Yeah. No way. Um, also, I don't know what else you want from this guy. He's clearly he's he went bankrupt. He spent multiple years in jail, prison, in prison. Federal I always get that different. Prison, federal prison, which is worse. A little different. Yeah, pound me in the ass, prison. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. He uh, he bankrolled a dog fighting ring. You know that was stupid, and he paid his toll. So when, let's move on. Let Let me just ask this one last question. When would it be okay for Michael Vick to take a photo? Of him like hugging a bunch of puppies. There was a long when he first was the Eagles quarterback. There was this big thing of like he wanted to get a dog because he is a dog lover. Mm -hmm. I mean, <laughs> spin that however you want to. Wow! And he actually did wind up getting one. And I, I remember there were pictures during the Eagles games of him and like this new pit bull. People trying to let the dog know that their the owner's bad. Run, <laughs> <laughs> dog! If you can hear me. Get out of here! It's like when the alcoholic dad like beats the shit out of you and traumatizes you, and then he gets another family and cleans it all up. Yeah, I think that dog uh, didn't get uh, electrocuted or hung or whatever. So it's all look. Sorry for bringing up Michael Vick. I don't know how he came up, but the uh, dog's fine. The dog's probably out I solving mysteries. Oh yeah, you brought him because Lamar's gonna break his record. Uh, hopefully, Vick's at this Thursday night game and he can kind of be in attendance to see that get broken. Boom. He's been rooting for Lamar all year. I don't know if you guys see him on the morning shows. Oh, yeah. No, I've seen, uh, I mean, I've just seen the tape session stuff. Yeah. Uh, okay. First Sunday game, Seahawks at pa at Panthers. Hmm. Um, the Panthers, did you guys see this report? They're going to attempt to trade Cam Newton for a large deal. 
He's gonna have sur- he's gonna have surgery this week. He said he's gonna be able to play in March. He's gonna be fully healed by March. Just in time for spring ball. Just in time for <laughs> spring ball and to be on a new team. Uh, I know we've been talking about Cam all season. We don't need to get super into him, but uh, that's interesting. It is because the Panthers they're, got bad they're trade him. fast. Yeah. Jesus Christ. They're just happy to not play in a division opponent. I know, right? Just they're just that like, ass okay, thank God, the Seahawks. That, yeah, someone <laughs> it, else. Just someone different to, to beat us. It is odd that the, 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 pa- the Panthers are an underachieving team. With now a losing record, right? They're yeah. six and seven, something, something like that. Like they're worse than five, five and eight, yeah. and they're an underachieving team with a losing record. Meanwhile, the Seahawks also kind of an underachieving team, but with a good record, with a playoff caliber record. Because in a lot of these games, the Seahawks have won by a very small margin, yeah, oh, yeah. have kept it close, and have really not played as well as we thought they would. I mean, people are talking about Russ Willie for the MVP. I think he's out. There's now. no chance. Yeah, There's he's no out. he's not that good. I've had him in fantasy for the last five weeks. Like the dude's barely cracking twenty points each yeah. game. And I you know, some of these games I've actually watched, defense ain't shit either, really. I mean, I don't know what this team does totally well. Their running game's busted now because Rashad Penny's out yep. for the season. I mean, what the fuck are they gonna do? They're just—they can't beat the Niners in the playoffs. They're, they? Yeah, their point differential, as you pointed out, is terrible. They're like plus six or something like that. They're Squeaking barely by, winning yeah. these games, and when they lose, they're losing by double digits. Um, yeah, I mean, I wish I had something profound on the Seahawks, but I'm gonna give them a mole again. I'm gonna go the other way and say, you know what? You had a bad game against the Rams. I agree with you; they're not an impressive team, but they have beat the Niners in San Francisco. It's going to come down for them to that Week 17 game. It's Niners, uh, Seahawks. You know that's going to be a big game. I mean, if if they both teams continue to win out, and if the Seahawks win that game, they'll have the number one seed in the NFC. I don't think they can win that game. San Francisco looks a lot better, but uh, and not just it's still that, possible. Not just that, but after losing that game, they would be the five <laughs> seed. They'll be the the solid five seed because I don't think the Vikes are, are gonna you know somehow leapfrog them. Yeah. So they'll be the five seed. They'll play the four seed, which is gonna be trash, as we all know, NFC East team. Yes. And then they're going to go once again to play the Niners. Yeah. Could be a three game. Uh, I love when the the division rivals have to play three times. Yeah. In one season. It'll be the rubber match. Yeah. Because somehow the Seahawks won that first game. I think that was the pinnacle of their season. And uh, you might be I, right. I think it's on the downswing now. All right, next game, Patriots at Bengals. I think we got to start with this Patriots uh, sideline. What the hell is going on with this? Motherfuckers. It's getting crazier by the hour. Now it seems that this, the scout that the Patriots sent filmed the Bengals sideline and coaches for eight straight minutes, uninterrupted, just seeing guys calling plays. In Bruins gear. Yes. So he was like, I'm not... I'm not with the Patriots. I'm, I'm just with the huge... hockey team, the Boston Bruins. <laughs> what? And they said they got permission from the Browns, but didn't get it from the Bengals. Like, what the fuck is that? Just tell the Bengals you're filming them because you have uh, you're not even fucking playing the Browns this yeah. season. What I, are you doing there? How is this the first team they're filming this year? It, it's probably not. They must it's have been filming not. everybody. Yeah, they must have caught dude hungover. I mean, because he was fucking up his cover. Well, some teams are too smart too, but the Bengals are just so shitty that they <laughs> yeah. they can't figure out how and the Patriots are getting one on. So the Patriots spin is we don't even know what this guy was doing. Like we, he's doing this documentary on a scout. 
you know all those scout documentaries we love to watch? I love those. Love those. He, who's he scouting? He's scouting other professional players in case they're free agents next year, and we're doing a documentary on him. So we're supposed to believe that they hired this video company to film their scout, but instead, this video company goes rogue and just films the Bengals sideline. They're Giuliani, man. They've, they've gone rogue. They did logical. it all on their own. They went to Ukraine by themselves. <laughs> They have they they're they're just doing things on their own. They have the, the the guy at the top has no idea what's going on. Okay, the Patriots need a real punishment this time. Last time they got caught red-handed doing this shit. They're like, we're gonna take a draft pick away, and then they just kept doing it. Draft picks mean nothing. We need to make them ineligible for like the the postseason or something. Is something, that, has that ever been done? No, I don't think so. That is the right punishment. Yeah. Hey guys, you can't make the playoffs this year. You're cheating. They won't do it this year. They this year, it. yeah, they'll punish the team for the players for, you know, doing something for being on the team while the coach was fucking around. But it sucks because you're absolutely right. Like these draft picks, they waste them anyway. Yeah. All their last first few, their first few first rounders have sucked. They're not panning out. That's why they lost because they didn't have their 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 left tackle is now Isaiah Wynn, a first round draft pick who is kind of a turnstile who got his ass kicked by Frank Clark. And he was on IR for most of the season. They have Nikhil Harry, who's jack shit. Uh, I, I can't even. I mean, Sony Michelle is nothing. Yeah. Like all their first round picks Forgot suck. They that need. Fool was on the team. Exactly. Like they need real hard, <laughs> serious punishment, and it's not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, it, like you said, it's not going to happen this year. Maybe if there's. Some evidence that proves without a shadow of a doubt, which I don't know what. There's this a fucking tape, tape, a tape of the Bengals and you. Somehow. You and the, you filming the Bengals yeah. on the sideline with their from the wrong vantage, from an That's illegal all vantage I need to know. point. Yeah. Can't a think fucking of a, break. a team you need to film less, though. <laughs> like, what? Hey, Why Joe Mixon's playing pretty well. Got to sure. see where that guy's going to wind up. That's, sure. They're reeling, though. That, that means the Patriots are scared, and I love it. For the first time. Yeah. Fucking Brady can't bail him out anymore you see how from having a shitty team. Animated Belichick was on the sideline. I've never seen him oh, yeah. more animated. He wanted he this one, baby. He was doing first downs. He was throwing his headset. Like I, The guy's usually obviously he was jo- stoic. He was but. John at Chris Jones. Yeah. They were having a back and forth. It was great. Dude, Belichick was on one and, on and this game. Teron he, Matthew, I, I was just listening to a Chiefs podcast, Honey Badger, after every play, and he played a pretty good game. He was where he needed to be. He's the sole that defense. Breaks. He's awesome. But he was. He kept every time he, he figured out a Belichick play, every time he knew where the guy was going to be, tackled him short, uh, he would just – Look at Bill Belichick on the sideline and point to his brain. And be like, I'm fucking smarter than you, old man. Come on, you gotta and love it was that. Beautiful. Ah, oh, felt good. Uh, do we have any sympathy for the blown calls for the Patriots or fuck them? No, fuck them. They have 15 years of calls. They Give do. us one call. Uh, They're fucking out. Nazis, man. They're let me, Nazis. Let me let me point out uh, in the AFC Championship game just two years ago, the Jags. The Patriots fumbled in the Jags return for a touchdown, blown dead. Same exact scenario. Uh, obviously, the stakes were way higher. They won the AFC Championship because of it. So yeah, uh, this is they've also benefited from the exact same thing as the Kelsey Please. call. I mean, even in the AFC Championship game, when Chris Jones kind of did like a little tap on on Tom Brady's oh, that was the, shoulder pad, uh, that was horrible. that was and got a fifteen call. yarder. Yeah. I mean, that cost us the game. It happens. 
We'll take it, obviously. Yeah, you, you always know, take it's it. It's just yeah. what happens in football. Welcome to it, Pats. But that said, <laughs> they're going to beat the Bengals by three touchdowns because they got all the fucking info and they don't even need it. Yep. Okay, next game, Bucks at Lions. We got a one-sentence game. Hmm. Jamal, you got a sentence for this game? Should have came with a haiku. <laughs> um, I hope the Lions win. It would be nice to see them get one at home. Danny, got, Danny, you got a sentence for this game? You know, I, I love watching Jameis. It's always the same amount of touchdowns as interceptions, and it's usually a big number on both sides. Fun. Going for the 30-30 club. 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. Bruce Arians, Matt Patricia, Winston, Blau. It's the NFL on Fox. <laughs> Get on your fucking feet, football fans. Okay, Bears at Packers. Uh, I don't know. Give Matt Nagy some credit. They beat the Cowboys. Mitch Trubisky doesn't look like the train wreck he was for the entire beginning of the season. Uh, they've won a few games. They think they can make the playoffs. What is their path to the playoffs? Do they they have to beat the Packers? Yeah, because the Packers are ahead out. of them. But also the Vikings are ahead of them. Yes, they can't get that wild card because either the Packers or the Vikings are going to get that, and then the other team obviously is the NFC West loser. I think they get to play the Vikings again, and so if they beat the Packers and Vikings, they might be able to leapfrog with the Vikings. So they have one game against the Packers and the Vikings, and then they have us in the middle. Yes, the Bears. they're not going to beat yeah. the Chiefs, so they got to win these two. It it's probably not going to happen, but that's their path. Uh, also, the Packers look beatable. Look very beatable. Washington hung around that game in Green Bay with nothing. With nothing. With AP and nobody. Nobody. Finally, uh, Haskins found Scary Terry for a touchdown. That was about time. Next. Aaron Jones, uh, 134 yards. He still looks like the best player on their team. Weird that the Packers have a good running back. I'm just not used to that. It feels unnatural. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to get a real read on this Packers team because two weeks ago they got blown out by the Niners and then they went at home barely against the Skins. Um, But they got 10 wins nonetheless. I mean, they're at 10 wins. I mean, A-Rod's old. Yeah. A lot of these old guys can just get touched up. If you got a pass rush, you can get him. You can get Tom. Russ Wilson for some reason as well. Is he old? He's not even 30 that old. Is he 30 now? Yeah, he's 30, 31. I don't know. He's looking a little gun shy out Back's there. Back's starting to hurt. He's starting to get the little <laughs> yeah. aches and pains you get when you reach 30. Yeah, Tendinitis. I mean, baby future is getting heavier. It's hard to pick that kid up. <laughs> the uh, point is, A-Rod, not the super star dude anymore. He's not playing like it anyway. Yeah. Devontae Adams, very quiet. Didn't do shit against that team. Yeah, they're uh, a surprise wild card loser, I would say. Whoever the sixth seed is might actually have a shot against them, unless it's one of those other NFC North teams where they all just kind of butt fuck each other and then yeah. go away by the time the real games start. I like this game though, Bears at Packers. This is, I think, this is an interesting game. I like Bears Packers matchups. They're always fun. Game of the week. Uh, it's close. It's close. It's, it's, it's a good game. There. It's top three. Yeah. Top it's, four, it's top maybe. three. I think this is the game where Mitchell Trubisky finally humiliates himself after a few weeks of, of feeling good. He comes back to the earth hard. He's not good. <laughs> He's not and good. He'll, he'll, he'll be convinced of that after this week. Okay. Broncos at Chiefs. Uh, let's start Broncos real quick, and then we'll get into the Chiefs. Uh, Drew Locke. The guy played great at Texans. Three touchdowns, Whoop. over 300 yards. What happened? 
You tell me. I have no idea. Where was why, where was Deshaun Watson in this game? Was he, he available? He, Did he, wasn't, the, he wasn't doing guitar celebrations like he was the week before. Did he do two chicken sandwiches? I don't you know, sh- You man. should only do one. I, I tried no to play idea. basketball after two. It he was too full, well. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, the Broncos' defense is good when they want to be. They're really good. And they get up for certain games. Yeah. I mean, they really can do the things that they've done in the past when they've had great defenses. It's just they don't do it in the spots they have to do it, and they don't do it against other AFC West teams because – Whatever it is about their defense that's been historically good the last five years, they still have have something that people can figure out, and the Chiefs have figured them out, and we're able to beat them pretty much at will. They're the team we haven't lost to. Well, them and the Raiders, I guess. We haven't lost to at all the last four years. We've only lost one time to the Chargers, and it's just because the Broncos, you know, they rely on a pass rush. If you can neutralize that, you can run on them. And then their pass defense is a little worse, but you know they 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 have tendencies. I don't know what they are because I don't know enough about football and X's and O's and shit. Uh, but Andy Reid knows, and <laughs> other smart coaches know. <laughs> and when you're not a great coach like Bill O'Brien, maybe you don't know. Strong chin on that man. Uh, okay, let's talk about the Chiefs' equipment snafu. They almost That's had what you four- open with? We beat the fucking pass. They almost had to forfeit the game. <laughs> what happened? That was there was such a big deal made out of that. I just listened to a podcast where 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 one of the Chiefs employees was on saying nobody was worried. It was never a thing. It's media bullshit. It's just fake news. That's what your cult is telling you, Danny. They're trying to get us all scared of the possible forfeit. Was there ever going to be a forfeit no. in one of the NFL games of the, of the fucking week? No. Potentially of the late part of the season? Fuck no. There was never going to be a forfeit in that game. They had a police escort taking their bags and shit to the stadium. And everybody said that this was not another Pat's cheating thing. But mixed in with this fucking Bengals shit? I don't know. Yeah. The whole thing was that That's what I we, thought at first. They're usually filling up the locker room with all the equipment, making sure everything is there and inventoried the night before. But there was mysteriously some high school football game that was scheduled at Foxborough the night before this game, so they couldn't get the equipment in on time. They didn't know what they had or didn't have. Some more Belichick well, Look, it's bullshit. Adam Schefter scaring everybody. He's like 90 minutes before the game, like, Chiefs might have to forfeit. And it's like, why are you saying that? Fuck you, Adam Schefter. You're always trying to scare us. Oh, this guy might play. This guy might not play. Fuck you. (laughs) Okay, well, uh, how about the win itself? I mean, the Hardman touchdown. You have Mahomes gets hurt, like, what, in the first series where he hits his hand? And then he can't get the ball. He falls on his hand. He fell on his hand. So that changes the play calling. I think Reed said after the game. They totally had to adjust what they wanted to do. Doing short crossers and drag routes pretty much the entire game. And it worked because the, 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 the Patriots were probably looking for deep balls. And so Andy Reid, beautiful play calling adjustment, comes out with the short shit. Patrick Mahomes shows he can play like a regular quarterback. Yeah. He doesn't have to be a god all the time. He still completed, like you said, that Hardman pass. Plus a third and 19 to Tyree Kill yeah, to keep that, a uh, another drive going for a touchdown. I mean, if if Mahomes is on, if the skill players are on, and then the defense is right, which it's looking like it is, people need to start talking about our team as one of those teams who could beat the Ravens, who could go all They've the way. already beat the Ravens. They've already did. beat the Patriots. But They've beat all the best teams in the AFC. I know. it's The Chiefs are clearly capable of, of – Getting to the Super Bowl. And we had moments in the season, I'll admit, 
where I believed that we were done and should tank. And, you know, Matt Moore was in the game and whatnot. This is a team that can put it all together. The defense is, is stepping up at the right time. The offense isn't quite there yet. They're not at their peak. But, you know but I think be. the playoffs, especially if we get one home playoff game, we can ride that to, you know, a, a nice little hot streak and go all the way. I like it. I like where we're at right now. This is the beginning of the Chiefs championship procession. Uh, bring out the champagne. Whoa. Next game. Next game. One sentence game. Dolphins at Giants. Fitzpatrick. Daniel Jones. No, Daniel Jones. Eli Manning. Fitzpatrick, Manning, Flores, Shermer. It's the NFL on CBS. Get on your feet, football fans. You don't have to say Try that. and stop this fucking wave. You don't have to say it louder. I'm going to shout. Less. <laughs> also, is that going to be your one sentence for every one sentence game? I think so. He's got a strategy. I have some insights. Um, my, my haiku, Eli Manning, please play again. Let him play again, y'all. I don't give a shit about whatever fuck face his ankles are doing. Damn Eli dude. needs to finish out the season, and I hope that first half proved it. Was that a haiku? Yeah, Close. count it out. Put the bray on. Danny, sentence. Count it. I love this quarterback matchup. <laughs> Fitzpatrick, Eli Manning, the matchup of two old dudes, underrated, given no chance to succeed, and yet, against all odds, have gone 8-8 eight and eight sometimes. These are fun teams in their own ways, and I fucking like the Dolphins. I'm in. I'm in on the Dolphins. Not now, but five years from now. It's the NFL on CBS. Okay. Texans at Titans. Mike Vrabel's Titans are 8-5. and five. He is sneaking into Coach of the Year candidacy. They're doing it with a backup quarterback. Ryan Tannehill looks like he's all fucking world. That guy played receiver in college, and he's awesome. He's doing everything. You know, I just hope uh, I just hope we don't have to put in Mariota ever. You know, uh, whatever happens, we need Ryan Fitz. We need we need Ryan Tannehill to finish out this playoff run. Because if we have to put in Mariota, I'm gonna have a fucking heart attack. <laughs> Damn right. Yeah. This is for first place in the AFC South. And not only that, but they're playing them twice in the next three weeks. Oh, yeah. The same matchup twice in the next three weeks going to decide a lot of shit. Titans have all the momentum. Texans don't look that good. We could see the Texans out of the playoffs if Duck Hodges keeps playing the way he is. It's possible. And the Titans in as the three or four seed, probably the four. That's nuts. Then you got the Titans going into Baltimore for a playoff game that would actually be pretty awesome. That's like the offensive showdown that we thought we were going to get with us and the, and the Ravens. Instead, we're a hot defensive team. But still, Titans kind of looking like we did last year. Very interesting. No, man. They look so good, my baby boys. God, they're going to make some noise. I don't want to see the Texans in the playoffs because the Texans always fucking suck in the playoffs. Yeah. doesn't matter what happens. Eagles at skins. Like we said, Jamel was at this game last year. Jamel, who do you want coaching this team next season? I know we've asked this before. I had some some candidates. Mike McCarthy, who is out of football right now. He's uh, a Super Bowl winner. He Marvin, got kicked out of the league for not being good enough yes. to help Aaron Rodgers throw touchdown passes. I yeah, mean, but he's, Why is he coming back? Because Dan Snyder's an idiot, and he'll be like, this guy is Super Bowl. We just forget. that We just forget when somebody's out of the league for a year, it's like, oh, shit, we need to get Bill Cowher back. I like, Nobody remembers that he wasn't good at the end. I like Marvin Lewis. I think that would be interesting. He was Marvin great Lewis, with the Bengals. He should have been our coach 10 years ago. Yeah. We had the rights to him. He dude's, was our defensive coordinator. Dude's not in the league right now. 
See, I know he's a little older, but yeah, it would be the dumbest thing we could do, man. We well, just what do you to... want? Some like twenty-nine-year-old dude who met Sean McVay once? Yes. Who just who got him a beer? That's what I want. Fuck it, man. Just give us some young dude who's like slight autistic in any capacity. Yeah, that's exactly what I want. I want some number freak. Okay, so you tried to jinx the Eagles last week with uh, Eli Manning. Do, is there? Did a- I? No, I just knew. Okay, well, what do you know about this week's game? Eagles oh. at Skins. Is there any scenario you see with the Washington team being frisky? No, I mean, if if Geis was playing, Chris Thompson's maybe, weirdly back there again, which is good. I mean, Chris Thompson, God, he's so frustrating. <laughs> he was so good last year, and just got hurt, and just hasn't been the same. And it'll probably never be the same because it was age or whatever the fuck. But, I mean, if you guys are legit. We're not. I mean, I don't know if we're legit. We just had a comeback game against a team who has lost 10 games in a row. It is interesting, though, because y'all don't have any receivers. We have no. We have Greg Ward is our one walking receiver. He was a quarterback in college, you guys are gonna have to. He's start. now a receiver for us. Do you have any five tight end sets? Yes, Josh Perkins is now on the field. You heard of him, right? He was catching balls last night, and so that's it. Does make the game intriguing? Boston Scott had the game of his fucking life because Miles Sanders got hurt. Alshon Jeffrey got hurt. He's out for the season. Everyone is hurt. Nelson Aguilar didn't play. We have nobody left. This was the best game of Carson Wentz's career, in my opinion. He's wow. had higher highs and bigger highlights and spectacular plays. But what about when dude, you guys won the Super Bowl? Oh, that's right. That's right. He wasn't playing. <laughs> this dude had nothing to work with and was down 17-3 to three at half, getting booed, and they made it work. I mean, they had 85-yard drive for a touchdown, had another 80-yard drive that's missed field goal, had to go back and do it again to get the game tying score, and then did it again in overtime. Um, the dude really played – tough and i i can't believe anybody who's an eagles fan would watch that and just be like i fucking hate this guy what's i really don't understand that what's funny is that this week against the redskins is going to be a tougher game yeah they're better than the giants step up to play even better than he did last week in order to keep you guys in the playoffs and keep your dick from being pierced yeah yeah, they're better than the Giants, and there's no doubt in my mind. The, the question mark is Haskins. Like, which version are we going to get? Are we going to get some scared rookie who just sucks, or are we going to get a dude who all of a sudden has like some wind behind his sails and starts playing confidently? That's what I'm scared of. If he's good early, this is going to be a tough game. Yeah, I guess I need to look at some um, some some pre, you know, those like lead up interviews, you know, those like post practice joints, kind of see what kind of vibes he with. is because yeah. I don't like. I don't like the one where he's like acting like he's about to fight. I want to win so bad. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do. You guys better get ready. I'm gonna be a winner. Like, yo, shut the fuck up. If he's just calmly answering questions, maybe we got a shot. Yeah, maybe. Uh, it might have been the thing that saved the Eagles' season, though. That those two drives in kind of an overtime win where. Now the players came out and just like they were doing doubt us. It's us against the world. You guys were booing us. Like they, this Eagles team weirdly needs to feel like they're an underdog and they can't 
win unless they feel that way. It's, well, they are. It's a fucking flaw, but that's yeah. how they feel. There's this time no, they're right. There's no skill players I left. know. I know. You it's, have nothing. Those dog masks are going to come out earlier and earlier every year. <laughs> no, we are It's like, just going to be a dog. Can y'all sign a dog? <laughs> yeah, just be the Philadelphia dogs. Airbud golden receiver? <laughs> yeah, get him in there. Oh, God. Cujo. I saw. You know it's bad when guys like uh, what's Reggie Wayne was, twe- was tweeting, and he was just like, I could play receiver for the Eagles right now, and I'm at a bar, and I'm drunk. <laughs> That's what Reggie Wayne was tweeting last night. And get I was him. Like, get Pierre Garçon. Get anything. It's, yeah. it's bad. Jordan Matthews, where's he at? Dial him up. I can't tell if this is – Fool's gold, and it's like, well, we just saved all these coaching staff's job for this kind of game, and they, they're terrible, and now we feel good about them, and we're stuck with them because they pulled one out of their ass. Or if this is the beginning of something special, I think it's the beginning of a playoff run. Oh, fuck. You know who you guys should get? Des Bryant. <laughs> Yo. He was he, he, you accept it. No, he's Whoa. tweeting you accept yes. it. Yes, oh, anybody. Yo, anybody. Des Bryant wow. time. He's tweeting it. He was tweeting during the game, too. If you guys signed Des Bryant. Not only will he score this week, you guys might win a playoff game. Okay. Uh, let's go to the 1 p.m. games. We got a Browns at Cardinals. This is a one-sentence game. You want me to do it? Or do you not want me to do it? I did a letter first. <laughs> you you want to do it? This has got an early letter. It says, Lord, if you're listening, help! Get me the fuck out of Cleveland. Signed, Odell Beckham Jr. Mm. Odell uh, not participating in play calls. He's just, you know, he he hears them secondhand. He doesn't like to get it from the source. Just, why are you so upset, man? They're actually better than the Giants. That's a good point. Arians, Kitchens, Mayfield, Murray. It's the NFL on CBS. Get on your feet, football fans. <laughs> Please stand. Why do they ask us to stand? My sentence is, I think it's funny how often we have to see Baker Mayfield in commercials, even though it's clear now he's not good. He's showing up like he's some kind of star. I see him more than Lamar. Lamar doesn't have any fucking progressive ads or any shit like that. Yeah. He's got nothing in the ad world. Meanwhile, we're seeing Baker Mayfield on every side of every bus. That's how the NFL can fuck you. One year, you're good enough to be on TV. The next, you're trash. And maybe the ads, do, are the ads playing a role in the man's failure? He did have to start that mower. In that a one bunch. progressive ad, that seems maybe yeah. it fucked up his shoulder. His rotator cuff is fucked up. All right, Jags at Raiders. This is another one sentence game. It's officially the last game in Oakland Coliseum. Good stadium never dies; it just fades away. Yeah, what are they gonna do with it? Target? I don't know. But Minchu, Carr, Marone, Gruden. It's the NFL on CBS. Get on your fucking feet, football fans. Football fans who have feet, get on them. <laughs> Hooves, stand up. <laughs> got a sentence, Danny? I am rooting for the Raiders, and I think they'll win because the Jags are just completely falling apart. Rooting for the Raiders that way they don't get as good of a draft pick. I, I think it just—I think it makes sense. You know, at this point, at this point in the year, let bygones be bygones. Let teams you hate win for the greater good. Sure, sure. Uh, shit, John Gruden, ten-year plan, year two, things are fine. Fine. Back to fine. Rams at Cowboys. Uh, Cowboys problems, pretty hilarious. It's hard to pin them on what exactly they are. Their offense just looks weird. Their defense has good players, but it's got to be coaching, right? Jason Garrett's just the worst. Yes. Why do they suck so bad? Yes. Yeah. You know, you answered your own question. Yeah. 
Jason Garrett, does is he even calling plays? Is he quite literally um what's your boy uh fucking um uh Holmes from Waterboy? Um uh, Linkler, uh Winkler. Henry is he Henry Winkler? Winkler yeah. Is he fucking Henry Winkler from Waterboy? I think Henry Winkler could inspire this Dallas Cowboys team. Not from the end of the movie, from the beginning of the movie. <laughs> But he was a genius, right? He just he had been oh, beaten right. down by years and years. Nobody believed uh, him. In nobody it. believed yeah. in yeah, him. Yeah, and he had like PTSD. Or... He's just like in his coach's office, drawing up plays for nobody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, a that's I don't even think Jason Garrett's drawing up plays. I don't know what he's doing. What is his day to day? I think he has to. He's Crying? an apprentice to to Jerry Jones. He's like the Smithers. <laughs> <laughs> he's in a fucking tux. Running around Thank doing you, sir. Shit. May I have another? Yeah, it's all that kind of shit. Yeah, he's like one of those. It's like when you hire, when you get hired, when you're like an assistant, you get hired as a as like an executive assistant, but they make you do personal shit. He's probably out there, you know, not just calling the plays, setting up the game plan for the week, but also like grabbing dry cleaning and making sure the pool guy shows up. I think that's exactly what's happening. Uh, Rams have gotten their mojo back a little bit. They just stomped out the Seahawks. So unfair that the Rams are going to be the non-playoff team out of these two. Probably. Probably, yeah. Do they have a path? Are they done? They have a path. They have to win out, but they have three tough games. They have to. They they have lost how many? Five? Five. They're eight and five. So eight and five. The Vikings, who currently occupy the sixth seed, are nine and four. So it would they would need a little bit of help. I don't know if there was a if there was a head to head. I don't think Rams Vikings played this year. So whatever, you know, conference schedule or whatever the fuck happens. A lot could happen still though. The Rams could get in, but that would kick an NFC North team out. Yep. And uh, you know, that that's that's tall order too. It's kinda like where we are with the buys. Like we, we could get the two seed, but we need a little bit of help from some bad teams beating the Pats and that's probably not gonna happen. I'd say the same as for the Rams. They're probably not going to make the playoffs. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but if the Rams beat the Cowboys this week, which they the, will, and the Eagles beat the Skins, which they might, the following week the Eagles-Cowboys play, and if, say, the Eagles win that game, they will have clinched the NFC East, and then week 17, the Eagles would be able to rest their starters for a playoff game the next week. We kind of get a bye week in week 17 to play a team that's like six games better than us in the standings in week 17 wouldn't matter we'd be able to just not play our guys this is a possible scenario i don't want to get ahead of myself the rams have to to take care of business here we all think they can beat the cowboys right sure sure why not are the cowboys worse at home or on the road no idea the fans gotta hate them at home (laughs) Stephen a smith is gonna be there just taunting fucking everybody god god i love that just thinking about the possible playoff implication matchup between the eagles and the cowboys next week it reminds me of this documentary that i watched it's a french nature documentary called microcosmos where they took these really high-quality cameras into a field in France, and you get to see all these, like, really tiny, you know, bugs and shit playing around. There is a long scene where two snails fuck, and it's basically just them, like, rubbing their snaily, mucousy bodies against each other for, for about three and a half minutes, and that's what that matchup reminds me of. Just two limp, slimy teams 
just kind of butting up against each other and hoping something comes. <laughs> the sweet Danny nut Solomon. of victory. Nature documentary watcher. Hell yeah, dude. Microcosmos is the shit. <laughs> Falcons at 49ers. Uh, you know, Kyle Shanahan gets to play his old team. He kind of just had his masterpiece at Saints. They had 48 points. Um, you know, the the defense was off against the Saints. I mean, a lot of teams are going to give up a lot of points in that Superdome. But, um, I mean, they put up 516 yards. They dialed up the right call every single big time they needed it. I mean, they had trick plays. That Kittle fourth down was just, like, one of the greatest plays I've ever seen good. this yeah. year. Kittle had a guy riding him and face masking him for, like, 20 yards down the field. It just fucking beast mode. Yeah. That was the new beast mode. It was awesome. I mean, to just show up in that moment and just steal a victory away from – I love when New Orleans loses at home. I really do. I, got, I don't like that team. Hmm. Sean sure. Payton bothers me. He it's bitches about everything. No, I mean, they've eliminated the Eagles a few times from the postseason. Right. So, yeah, there uh, it is. It's, yeah. Because the city is fun. Oh, I love the city. The Superdome is City's fun. Great. The team's been fun. It's just the same fan. It's personal. It's trauma. It's, it is, it's trauma. Um, I mean, guys, we got to give it up for this 49ers team, right? That's a hard-ass game to win. Because Drew Brees was on fire. Because one of our most loyal listeners is an Arden Niners fan. Absolutely. We have to give it up for the 49ers. Uh, they're great. They're a great team. They do it on offense sometimes. They do it on defense sometimes. They Garoppolo's not Garoppolo better was, than just good enough. He was great. Yeah, in that he was game. he can play great when he needs to. They're doing all the stuff that you have to do in the playoffs. They're passing all those tests. And yet, what if something weird happens? That's the team where something weird can happen to them. I like the Falcons in this game. Whoa, Whoa. that I will not go to. (laughs) Well, we have just said there are dangerous teams down the stretch who have nothing to play for, seemingly. Yeah. That will just, this is their Super Bowl. Because they're playing their old coach. Exactly. And they're like, we got Julio healthy. Why couldn't we? Uh, Richard Sherman is hurt. A lot of people are hurt. Uh, Bosa got hurt. Yeah, well, Niners. he's going to be all right. He right? might be, a- but Sherm is going to miss three games. D Ford's going to miss three games. Yeah. This is why we got rid of D Ford, by the way, he's because he's always getting injured. He and especially when you need him later on in the season, he wears down. He skips practices because his his knee and his leg tends to flare up and get fucked up and leave him on the sidelines for you know important shit. And then when he does get in the game in an important moment, he fucking lines up offsides. But that's why we got Frank Clark is because he's a little fragile. You know, these Niners are going to be fine. The regular season, I feel like, is nothing to worry about, especially this game. But, you know, maybe the playoffs, maybe something. Jamel, make the case for the Falcons. Hot right now, Niners injuries. The Falcons don't have a problem playing on the road. That's about it. I'll tell you one good thing about the Falcons, though. Young Way Koo. Oh yeah, we talked yeah. about last week. Recovered a fumble. Recovered his own kickoff. Got that fumble. Made up for all the missed field goals. <laughs> they got some pretty good special teams magic. Maybe there's one more onside kick. It is always fun when the kicker is one of your premier players. <laughs> oh, dude, we man, the skins uh, had a, a punter make the Pro Bowl. Yeah. a couple years back, we were pretty happy. Big time. Front page of the sports section. God. Okay, last uh, last afternoon game, Vikings at Chargers. Look at how fast we're going, everyone, huh? 
<laughs> Real tight. Hey, what a bonus for the Vikings to be able to just rattle off some wins without Adam Thielen. Thielen taking his sweet-ass time on this hamstring injury. Uh, I know, you know, he's going to have a better shot to stay on the field once he's back, but God, this guy's milking this thing. My fucking third-round fantasy pick this season. <laughs> Supposed to be a target monster. He's out for the whole second half of the season as I go on a five-game losing streak to exit the pl- even the playoff picture. Uh, fuck Adam Thielen for life. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Done with him. Put life on it. Uh, the Chargers just smacked down in uh, Jacksonville. They won like 42 to 10 or something like that. It was like a 35-point win. Yeah. Um, At some point, you have to win one of these games. Yeah. Yeah, they're just mad. I think that's what that was. You know, yeah. the Jags aren't very good, and the Chargers have nothing to play for. Rivers might even retire. I don't know if he will, but he could. I mean, he, he doesn't really have the magic, but he wanted to prove it one last time against a team they could easily beat and prove that that, you know, interdivisional curse that's been going on with them where they're losing to the Broncos, where they lose to us, where they lose to the Raiders. Like, they, you know, they just they can't beat those teams, so they take it out on some non-divisional hump. And uh, the Jags just kind of were in the wrong place at the wrong time because I don't think the Chargers are back or anything. But I do think they can beat the Vikings. Whoa, it's going to be like 90% Vikings fans. They're just going to have a nice vacation, get to come out here for Christmas, do their stupid skull chant in L.A., Carson. Yeah, at some point, exactly. The Chargers just, they can't take it anymore. And they're about to lose their marbles. Yeah, man. Every week you come home, the stadium's everybody else. We never have a home game. Yeah, they're sick of it. And they'll win another game that they shouldn't. Well, they're building that new vagina-shaped stadium in Englewood that's going to house both the Rams and the Chargers, and they're not going to really have fans there either because everybody's going to be either repping the Rams or probably wearing Raiders yet. Yeah, Yeah. There are going to be more Raiders in that stadium yeah. every single time. Raiders takeover in that stadium is going to be hilarious. All right, night game. This one got flexed. This used to be an early morning game. Then they put it as the primetime Sunday night game. Bills at Steelers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I watched that whole Bills-Ravens uh, game. I thought that they had good fight. They were down 24-9. They battled back to 24-17. And then they had the ball like in the red zone with a chance to tie the game late. So, obviously, they could play with the Ravens. They've done this twice now. With They did this with the Pats and the Ravens, the two best teams they've played all year. They stuck around with them and hung around. I think Josh Allen had a really bad game. Um, I don't know if that is a trend or if that was just the Ravens' defense is kind of getting right. But they really were good against Lamar Jackson. They He had three red zone chances and got three like really tough touchdowns. But most of the game, they kept him in check. There is a way to keep Lamar Jackson in check. And there's a way to, especially in the red zone, he kind of softens up. He's good with big plays, yeah. And but he doesn't have a downfield threat. And then when he, you get in the red zone, you know, he, he can throw to the tight ends. But when you take those guys away, he's got nothing but the opportunity to run. You just keep a good spy on him. It worked in our game, at least. It was at home, and we beat him. You know, first three quarters was basically keeping him out of the end zone. They were moving the ball, but we kept him out of the end zone. I saw the Bills doing the same thing. The only difference in our game and this game was that the Bills don't have a quarterback who can put up the points that you need 
to cushion yourself when Lamar goes nuts. And they're never going to. I mean, the one thing that's going to keep the Bills from being a real contender is that they don't have a quarterback. But he was so great against Dallas. Don't use words like great with Josh Allen. He was genuinely great. Josh Allen plays well sometimes. He's not great. Mike Tomlin is great. Yes, he is. Coach of the decade? Steelers. I mean, they've, uh, I think, had winning team the entire decade. Winning yes. teams in the entire decade, but they only got the ring in what, like, 08? It was 08 or 09, yeah. Yeah, so that's a little different. But I still. thought he got two with Ben. He does he have one two with 06. Ben. I think they got an 06 one and, like, yeah. an 09. Yeah, see, so he's actually... 10 one. Like, Might be 2010. Yeah. Anywho. And he was in Love and Basketball, which is a pretty that's good true. movie. Yeah, yeah, fantastic Love movie. him in Love and Basketball. Higher learning? Cardinal Steelers was uh, low-key very exciting. Multiple fake punts, punt returns... Duck Hodges doing stupid shit. Uh, I don't know if you guys caught any of that Steelers-Cardinals <laughs> nah. game. Pretty who's fun. Who's doing kickflips out there? Yeah. I'm more excited to see who loses this game because that's who the fraud is. Yeah, good point. I think there's clearly a fraud here. It might be both teams, but it, it will be interesting to see who loses. A defensive struggle. Monday night game, Colts at Saints. Uh, the Colts are 1-5 in, in their last six games. They can't do. They can't get big plays, and they keep giving up big plays. Um, I think it's injury and depth issues. I don't know. They they could. Uh, the Colts are fucking up. Yeah, I know. I know. And the Saints need to win bad too. Yep. They're not going to lose two in a row at home. No, I mean it's good news for the Saints. If if there was good news, it was Drew Brees, who kind of was back on track. He played really well. Yeah, he plays really well in the dome, and when they start scheming up the the receivers a little bit, and you know they didn't really even. Uh, I mean, Michael Thomas had a great game because there was so many scoring plays, but you know he was he was getting it to Jared Cook, got it to Jared Cook twice before he got knocked out of the game, got it to Ted Ginn a few times, got it. Traquan Smith had a touchdown, you know everybody but Alvin Kamara basically did well. Uh, yeah, also, a fantasy check. early fantasy team choice. But it was it was you know the kind of breeze that you need where you know he has other options to go to and people can't telegraph every move he's going to make, and uh, the Colts have a bad secondary right now. Uh, they have a decent they have their linebackers great. Darius Leonard had like two interceptions or something. He's Jameis. pretty cool, yeah. Uh, but you know I, I think that the the Colts defense like a year away the secondary is still exploitable and Breeze is going to bomb it on him. Bomb it on him. Um, yeah, that's my night. I mean, be interesting to see what Booger says. He had a, a hilarious thing in the Eagles game last night. He said that uh, when it's cold, you have to drink more water. That was his insight. Not sure that's true, but he was just like, guys, it's cold out there. Some of these guys forget to drink water, and when it's cold, you actually have to drink more water. Thanks, Miles Booger. Sanders had a cramp. Thanks, Boog. Um, <laughs> but then it'll freeze in your stomach. Okay. Uh, it's mail time. You've got mail. I got some fucking mail. Um, got a letter here. A very well-written letter from Darius Geis's knees. Oh, boy. Uh, out of Ashburn, Virginia. Uh, hey, what's up, guys? Long-time fan of the show. Uh, thanks for reading this, if you actually do. Uh, guys, I'm trying as hard as I fucking can. <laughs> Everybody needs to get up off of our back. I didn't agree to play football in the first place. I wanted to learn about flower arrangement and work at the sculpture garden. <laughs> and now this is on me. 
There is a lot of bending, though. Sculpture garden work. Fair point. Look, giving it all I got, I'm so sorry, everybody. That's my letter. Signed, Darius Geis' knees. knees. Yeah. The knees wrote the letter. What am I... I don't know. They sent it to my house. Do the knees listen to the show? Yeah. Independent of his body. That's awesome. It's great. It's a pretty big get for us. I think so, yeah. It's a good exclusive. All right, well, this one seems to be have been rerouted to our office because it's – I don't know if we've mentioned this. We do work in the NFL building, uh, but this one oh, somehow yeah. came just to our little corner <laughs> office. So, I don't know. I'll read it. It says, Dear Philadelphia Eagles front office, last night a group of us watched Monday Night Football together, and we noticed that the team was down to one wide receiver, converted quarterback – Greg Ward. We believe that if summoned, we would do a better job than what we saw on the field last night. Sign the ghosts of Stephen Hawking, 94-year-old George H.W. Bush, and Lieutenant Dan. You, I think it is, I think, yeah, because all of them are dead, right? Yeah, they're yeah. all dead. All right. They're all dead. No, Lieutenant Dan, the actor, is still alive, but the character is long dead. We're talking yes. character. Yeah. And this is when he gets the fake legs at the end. He's going to be running with those. The other two guys are doing some murder ball, murder ball type shit. Lieutenant Dan has the stilts, and he can kind of go up for some grabs. Yeah, he's bionic. <laughs> I do like the end when he like he hits his little leg. That's oh, and, nice. he's, and he's got the Vietnamese wife? Come on. Yeah. He's totally over it. <laughs> All right. I got mail here. It's from the bottom of the bag where I love to dig. Hey, guys, love the show. I'll just tell you now, I'm an assistant for the Patriots, <laughs> and I want to help clear up this whole filming mess. Coach Belichick was absolutely not spying on the Bengals. Just because we were taping the Bengals' sideline at a game we had no business being at from a vantage point we technically weren't allowed to film from without letting the Bengals know about it, that doesn't mean we did anything wrong. But I know how suspicious that all sounds, so I will tell you the truth. It's a sex thing. <laughs> Coach Belichick gets off watching game plans be executed. It's the only way he can come. You've heard of the Patriot way? That refers to a method of masturbation where coach puts on secret film of another team, then ties one end of a belt to his neck, the other end of the radiator, and leans forward while watching. We've submitted diagrams to Commissioner Goodell for review, but I hope that clears up everything for your listeners. Signed, Steve Belichick. XOXO. XO. Does make sense. X is nose. And the XO, the executive officer. Jigga style is love. We should have saw that coming. Coming, yes. Coming, yeah. Indeed. It was just a sex thing. We all know it. He likes to, it's a power move. He loves it. He gets off on it. But he doesn't use it to his advantage in the game. No, it's all about, it's all about turning him on. He doesn't retain the information for game day. (laughs) Just a guy motioning a, a quarterback to come over. Is he going to pass? Oh, I mean, yeah. rock hard. Is he going to pass the baton to uh, young Steve Belichick? I'm sure if if the baton is like a tiny body cam that you hide in your lapel. I learned it from you, Dad. <laughs> Little son, what are you doing? How'd you get a hold of that tape? Oh, I learned so it from my, you. I learned it from you, son. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess that's yeah, you got a pretty good. That's good. All right, uh, final thoughts on the week. I just want to say. Guys, we're, we're three weeks left in the regular season. This thing is winding down. Let's just try and enjoy what we have. The regular season's almost over. 
pretty soon here, there's only going to be a couple teams left playing. Let's enjoy the Dolphins of the world. Let's enjoy some Jets hilarity. Um, you know, I'm just saying, take a, just take a moment to appreciate um, some of these bad players while we still have them in our lives. Thank you. Jamel, final thoughts? Um, you know, progress is a slow process. Uh, Dwayne Haskins finally managed to throw a touchdown to his uh, previous college running mate, Terry McLaurin. And um, it only took him six weeks to do it, but hey, here we are. He got it done. Now we can move forward. You can take the next steps. I'm not saying you have to quit drinking today. Just think about it for a few weeks. Get yourself mentally prepared to put the booze down. Then you can finally do it. Why are you looking at me the whole time you're saying that? Hey, I'm just saying, look. Uh, Danny, final thoughts? Yeah, so I just want to say farewell to both of my fantasy leagues. (laughs) Losing in, in our ridiculousness league is one thing, but I just lost to my other New York Comedians League. I lost to a guy who was the seventh seed. I was the two. Lost on Saquon Barkley, pulling up a fart in this last Monday night Whoa. game. I did not start the following people. Drew Brees, Ooh. 51 points. Mm. Emmanuel Sanders, 38 uh. points. Devin Singletary, 14 and a half God points. Damn. He had a decent little game. Made a lot of bad moves. Started Carlos Hyde. Started Kirk Cousins. Wowie, zowie. So my life sucks, and it's just uh, kind of what you were saying, Hardigan. It's one of those things where, like, a little piece of the season is now over. The fantasy football part of it is gone now. It's just one step closer to the end of the football season and then pure darkness and void. And he's about to break. Chiefs better win the fucking Super Bowl. That's all I got to say. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Um, sorry. Sorry. Very sorry. Uh, so sorry. Sorry.